Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Okay. I'll be the, uh, I'll be the um, 911 operator, okay. and you be calling 911. Okay. We're all... So I would answer first. Yeah. Hello, it's number one. Hey, he's fucking shivved, isn't it? Oh, right. Who's been shivved? Fucking me, mate. Sir, could you calm down, please? I'm not fucking upset. What are you talking? I'm doing Australian now. It's all right. No. Sir, fucking, do you know, what, what, do you know no, how what? many shivings we get called for every night? Is this a particularly important shiving? I'd say so. He's not a black guy, is he? <laughs> I can't. I'm still doing Australian. A We're baby horse is also a calf. Foal. Foal. Yeah. A baby dog's a puppy. Uh -huh. Baby cat's a kitten. Uh -huh. A baby owl you're suggesting is? Owlet. An owlet. But I have no idea. I'm Russ, look, look up what a baby owl is. What is a baby owl called? Because we're tired. Hey, airheads, we're back. How you doing? Air Talking about owls. Studios. Don't mind us. How about goats? Ep uh, kid. Yeah. Kid. A yeah. kid. Yeah, a kid. Cool yeah. Episode 22 of Putting On Airs. Here yeah. we are. I'm Trey Crowder. That's Corey Ryan Forrester. Can I tell you this um, is the most comfortable I've ever been on this show? Yeah, you letting it all hang out. Jogging buddy. shorts. What are they called? Infants. That, that ain't it. it. That don't hit. That don't hit. They gotta have something. It's an owlet from now on. It's an owlet. Anyway. They're terrifying looking, by the way. Dude, owls are wild. They're wild. They're owls cold. They're, wild. They exorcist their head. You know what I mean? All the way around. You ever and seen when they're, they, they, they have a stable head. Yeah. Like when they're flying and chickens they're moving. Chickens do that too. Yeah, chickens do. I don't feel like chickens do it on purpose though. Chickens don't. Chickens hurt. are just fucking idiots. Like but, owls look like fucking Top Gun shit. Like, Dude, we're is this not owls. an alien right here though? Yeah. We are talking about owls on the last episode and Corey brought up that Big Boy has owls and we found out that Big Boy is committed to keeping his owls mm -hmm. forever. Which I, I think that's good. Which like you said, like as who's taking Big Boy's owls? Fostering What's owls. What's going to take the big... Yeah. And I said, I think some people do foster owls I think you got to be in the owl community. Right. I don't know how you get into the owl community. Well, it's like in Dumb and Dumber, the they were in the owl community. Those rich people, like they, mm -hmm. uh, they're for the conservatorship of of owls. Yeah. Owls but, to me is a rich person's thing. But if a yeah, dude, poor people can't fuck with owls. No. They know owls in a trailer park. No, they don't. Probably no. don't taste good. No, no, exactly. But uh, I've heard before about like if there's an owlet. A yeah. baby owl that's orphaned, because uh, what kills an owl? They I don't fly know. Into a, a tree cobra? or something? 
They ain't Naked, no, they fuck with snakes. They kill snakes. Um, dude, they fuck all kinds of shit. I guess up, they. Man. I guess, they do they hard. have a natural predator? Owls go hard. I think they just die. Are owls an apex predator? Maybe. Dude, they eagles, have to be eagles or something. Might fuck with owls. I don't know, man. I feel like that's a game recognized game thing. Like, do birds eat other birds? Birds do eat other birds. What? I saw a thing on Reddit this week where, and I know pigeons is like the chickens of the city. <laughs> but uh, have you eaten a pigeon? No, me either. I bet some hobos have, <laughs> but uh, but there's the chicken of the city. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, uh, I saw on Reddit this week some dude in the city had tried to befriend a pigeon, mm-hmm. and then a hawk ate his head off. <laughs> oh my god! And he was real upset about it. <laughs> yeah. But that's just how nature be. But also, like pigeons, you know, they're not really like fully. They're not really wild animals because. All the pigeons, pigeons. They're pretty domesticated. Like they're. Because we've always given them with stuff. Pigeons. Right. Like carrier pigeons and stuff like yeah. that. Like all the pigeons that are in the cities now are like. Their grandfathers the, were carrier pigeons. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. So yeah. they're not like. They're not like hawks and falcons and shit. So they're like the chickens of the city. That's true. City chickens. I love. So anyway, I love I pigeons just hawk, fucking walk around like that. I saw that a hawk ate a pigeon. Yeah. So I know that birds do be eating birds. I also once saw a woodpecker eat a baby bird's brains out Get of his head. Get the fuck out of here like it went yeah, into a baby bird's head, dude. Ooh. You know why? Because they don't love. Yeah. Corn. I agree. Birds don't. No, birds are fucking dinosaurs. It says there that young and weak owls fall prey to wildcats, foxes, raccoons, and eagles. But that's young ones. You did say eagles, and I get an eagle eating a baby one, but I'm talking about a full grown owl. I don't think much is fucking with a full grown owl. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I also, they're shifty. They in the dark. They are the night. They know what I mean? Yeah, right. They're the ninjas of the bird kingdom. No, I agree. You know what Hawks, I mean? eagles, and even other owls. God damn. Now that I buy. Yeah, for sure. Because like that's what the thing. They're like, I, 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 I ninjas got Ninjas often kill other ninjas. Ninjas, right. And they're definitely so, ninjas. They're the ninjas of the bird That's world. why in uh, Batman, the court of owls, right. they were yeah, ninjas. Right. So, Highly recommend, by the so, way. So, but sometimes when a baby owl gets orphaned, uh, a human has to step in and take care of this owl for a bit, but then let it go afterwards. Right. Say so foster. So people do foster owls, I believe. Well, I'll be, but not big boy. He's keeping his. No, he's keeping his Full owls. custody of them owls. owls. is his babies, baby. Big boy's babies. I love he that loves shit. his owls. So, uh, he looks look like at, an owl dude, right there. That is so... He's just sitting there getting interviewed with his, owls of course. amongst him. Well, dude, my thing like, is, if I had owls, you're going to see me with the owls. yeah, dude. I'm not... I, nobody's going to like... Although it's weird, like, you didn't know Big Boy had owls. I did not. But, like, but, trust me, if I have owls, well, everyone will know. Well, it's like that It's like that Young Thug song that we love so much. Yep. Liger, yep. in which he says, Everybody, Everybody getting tigers... So I'm, I'm gonna go gonna get a lager. Right. It's like, and and I heard that, and I'm not in the rapper world, and I was like, everybody getting everyone, tigers? yeah, everyone, everybody getting yeah. tigers, yeah. But apparently they are. So to stand out, you got to get a lager. a lager. Well, I think it's the same thing with big boy and owls. Right. It's like you know, I'm on some whole different shit. Right. Everybody get a cockatoo. Right. You know, I assume I got cockatoos owls. are pretty fancy looking bird. But yeah, owls is wild, dude. I've seen videos of somebody like look somebody, at some bitch right there. Somebody whom is trusted by owls, I suppose, will 
take the owl and sort of lift it up and their legs yes. are like this long yes son their legs are long as they fuck. look wild as shit you don't think they got long legs you think they no. just got little claws at Mm-mm. the end of their bird butt long or whatever, as fuck. but like their legs is wild and that means they can because like i assume that with those they can like extend them to like right. you know what i mean Snatch like, your ass like up. oh you look like i'm up here wow fuck Dude, you imagine for a second how fucking terrifying Unreal. an owl is yeah if you're a nocturnal woodland don't hit creature they're the most like terrifying thing i bet you hit. i imagine that dude like i bet that you shit is wild just I, out the dark the darkness itself yeah snatch you up and eat your ass i bet that they i bet that in the animal world the animals think of owls as like mythic kind of creatures or right. like do you know what i mean because they don't right. see them during They're the like day the boogeyman that, right they yeah, only right. see them at night and everybody's like ah shit ain't real because like the only no dim animals don't live to tell anybody else about the owl you know what i mean you get ed up by it. So, like, one of them runs away. It's like, I'm telling you, this fucking thing, it's like a tank, but it can see at night, and its head does this shit, and it's got long-ass legs. You wouldn't think it, but it's got long-ass legs, and everybody's like, this fucking guy. I really do think that, like, owls fucking are, like, Baba some Yaga, sort of, like, dude. Loch Ness dragon-type thing to squirrels or yeah. whatever. Except their brains don't hit enough to come up with stuff like that. But, yeah. Yes, they do. yeah. Well, but I think they it's can. It's much like love a, in that way. I know, but on a they binary. do that. I think they know. I they think they have. Uh, lore mythical yeah but I, boogeyman I, lore. I, okay i bet they scare them but, in a different but way i'm with you yeah yes yeah right dude no doubt about it all right imagine so, a snake to an ant wild an ant snakes don't even bother to fuck with ants i'm saying they? what that would look like if you're an ant well the other day I, I was in the bathroom and there was a little like a little ant or gnat type thing like on the sink and mm-hmm. i just went smush yeah right and i thought like I think we Imagine talked about yeah that yeah I texted his perspective. you about it like the and what did celestial I say? horror yeah context of that like from a human perspective what that would be like like which may, somebody the size of the goddamn moon right just fucking smushing your head out which like, made me think of a thing that I think of all the time which is this like like yeah when I'm, I'm like when I'm walking over ants they're literally seeing a god. Right. Right. But like I'll stand there and the ants will just keep going on about their fucking business. Right. Well, because what can you do? I know. But like, dude, if me and you were the ants and we saw a thing that to us was us to the ants, we would not stand there. We would fucking take off. You know what I mean? But they don't. They're just like, i got to carry this leaf. I've seen some people posit that's what's going on with aliens and why we don't know about them and stuff is because it's like, ah. if you're if you're going about your business, you see an anthill, are you going to like concern yourself with the anthill? Right. Well, I guess like laying down there? stars and like planets, they're giant. Like, well, yeah. Right? We're not like yeah, paralyzed by fear. But they don't kill us with don't a magnifying glass. T- exactly. But yeah, but, like, so aliens see us and they're just like, look at these cockroaches. Why bother? Yeah, right. Like, what? why would I ever I hope spend that's the case. any energy on right. fucking... Yeah, well, unless like we somehow... And their planet don't hit. Why would we want to go down there? Like in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, they build a, a intergalactic freeway yeah right right Which through look. where earth is and so they explode it yeah and that's like, how they get most in, death in case something like that ever happens then it don't hit to be an ant because like if we're gonna build a freeway we don't ask yeah. the ants like right. hey are you cool with us building freeway over your anthill right. so that don't hit to think about anyway have you seen when not... they put lava in the thing 
No, lava or metal, liquid, li- not lava, liquid metal. We are not that, high right now. No, but, but go ahead. You've never seen it where they'll take an anthill. They'll take an anthill, yeah. <laughs> right? And Russ, Google putting liquid metal in an anthill. So they'll pour the liquid metal into this anthill and then they'll let it dry and then they'll pull it up and it shows you a mold of what their little ant city looks like. And bro, like, there's highways, there's exits, there's th- like it's the craziest shit. Now a bunch They're, of ants together is wild. They, Have we they, talked about that? No, we've talked about it individually. That they say that if ants could have one leader, they could take over the world. Because like, you put a bunch of ants together, they get up to some, some shit. Yes. They're much like numbers in that. They way. are very much they, like you know one number is whatever. You get some numbers together, shit gets wild. Ants are the same way. Dude. Yeah. Fucking a Look whole bunch shit. of ants together. You don't want to fuck with that. Look at this shit. All right, watch this shit. All right, so we're watching somebody pour liquid metal into an anthill. See, that's what I'm saying. What if aliens are just like, you know yeah. what? You know what hit? You know what, you know what hit? If we just poured a bunch of fucking dark matter into this blue planet. Yeah. Y'all ain't going to believe what happens after we do this. It's wild. And the rest of the aliens are like, that is interesting. That's wild. And then now we're all just like. Dead. Dead. Molten. And in metal. We're yeah, just scroll, molten into fucking metal. Scroll the end. Look, they're, they're, so they're digging this out, and there's like the ants little like fuck. Uh, that's it. Antlanta right there. Yeah. Antlanta. <laughs> that's ant, ant, ant That's Antlanta. But look at that shit. I had an Antlanta. Yeah, look at that. That's all their like little, that's their roads and that shit like, like that. A, a tree. Fungus. It looks like uh, Simba's tree. or something. Yeah, yeah or Simba's does. tree. I've seen them that look cooler than that. <laughs> yeah, or Simba's tree, yeah. That's this is not a particularly good one, but that does still hit. But like it's just fucking crazy that like while they're underground, they can communicate with each other in order to build that type of shit. So like they'd fuck us up. We're not high. We're moving no, we're on. Not. Okay, so on this episode, uh me, Venn Diagram, fancy people and poor people. Uh infidelity. Mm. Cheating. Hits. Hits for everybody, seems. But particularly rich people and uh, trash people alike. So that's what I'm going to be talking about. And then Procho is going to tell us about. I'm going to talk about the Biltmore Estate uh, built by George Vanderbilt that's in Asheville, North Carolina. The building of the house, how crazy it was to build the house, and some of the features that the house has. Well, that's fancy as fuck. It is fancy as fuck. But before we get into any of that, you had an idea for a segment I you did. wanted us oh, to do. Oh, we didn't even told Russ this. Russ. Can you uh, can you see this on the camera? Uh, it's like a like a spinny wheel. Yeah, I don't right. think we need to see it. You can just explain to him what happens. Uh, no, I, I, no, I, I am. am. I just wanted to know. No, that, that actually that visually so, told me the whole story. It's a spinning wheel, and on this spinning wheel, it has various accents that me and Trey both can. Oh my god, do, I love this. Right, absolutely. So, so it up, then yeah. there is another spinning wheel that has different activities right so we're going to spin the wheel and whatever accent it lands on that's the accent we're going to do and then whatever the activity lands on we're going to improv a scene getting uh, a whose line with so, it whose line is it anyway up so in there? the accent, this is fantastic airheads the, <laughs> this is a real treat for you the accents are fancy english cockney scottish irish schwarzenegger new york old boy midwestern and the possible activities of course this motherfucker has a goddamn ad in it i swear to god is there a fucking premium of this shit this fucking sucks <laughs> god damn it you yeah, close I, I think you can just hit it so, yeah close you don't have to even and let the them act, know what the, the act, list is oh, okay i think it would hit harder if they don't know what the list is i agree with you i agree with you happens. okay so accent let's spin the wheel 
<laughs> it ain't working. Okay, there we go. Show it the camera. Chicka, 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 chicka. Cockney. Cockney. All right, the accent is Cockney. And the activity that we're going to be doing is... At a cookout. Nope, nope. Calling nine one one. Okay, I'll be the uh, I'll be the nine one one operator, okay. and you be calling nine one one. Okay. We're all. Yeah. Uh, oh, we don't answer first. Yeah. Hello, it's nine one one. Oh, he's fucking shivved, isn't it? Oh right, who's been shivved? Fucking me, mate. Sir, could you calm down, please? I'm not fucking upset. What are you talking? I'm doing Australian now. It's all right. No. Sir, do you know do you know <laughs> no, how many shivings we get called for every night? Is this a particularly important shiving? I'd say so. He's not a black guy, is he? <laughs> I can't, I'm still doing Australian. Would I you can't. like to spin the wheel again? No, it's all right. Okay, I think we'll do it now. sir. Again, in a calm voice, could you state your this emergency? Is my calm voice. All right, sir. You don't have to get cheeky. O's been shipped. Nine one one probably wasn't me, a good one. No, <laughs> no, it's all right. It's my wife's boyfriend. Oh, is that right then? Yeah. Pint. We don't need to get into all that. <laughs> yeah. oh, I was going to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I think nine one one's over. <laughs> it's all right. Do another one. Yeah. I just I made all these on the plane. All right. Uh, so accent. Yeah. Fancy English. Fancy English. Proper, okay. Proper English, you know. Yes. And, oh, fuck me. And the activity. Okay. I'm going to do the old version of it, I think. It's a cookout. Oh, Hot dog. What on earth is that? <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of poverty sausage, is that what you have there? I don't know, but it stinks. <laughs> Doesn't it? Is this fancy English? It's a lovely smoky stink, isn't it? All right. I do like mustard. You still not talking to your wife? Well, no, heavens no. Yeah, of course not. Ragged woman, that one. No, she would never be, she would never deign to... To frequent uh, yeah, this peasant gathering. What is this white mush on top of this burger? Mayonnaise. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, no, I'm much more of a grey... Do we like mayonnaise? No, grey poupon oh, for me. Oh, day. Thank you very much. They don't even have croquet. <laughs> have your... Did you have your chimney sweep cut up the slaw? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <sighs> now he's off this weekend. Did you see the, the on lawn, holiday? The lawn games they're playing. Oh, I don't care for much. They of call them. it. It's named after buggery. Croquette. No, they call it something about a hole. Cornhole. Yes, <laughs> cornhole. <laughs> sodomy games. They call it. They have. I'm all for a spot of sodomy, but yeah, of course. Here's a question. On my birthday. <laughs> Only. Yes. When you do when you do cornhole around kids, you call it bags, or you just go hardcore, just go. It's called cornhole. Nah, I call it cornhole. Good. They'll learn someday. That's Australian I too. I do it I put you into it. It's. I don't yeah, know why the fuck I keep. I think going I mentioned it earlier, and then yeah, it's like in my head now. I don't know. Here's we did what I, all right with that one though. Let's do another. That one. was okay. That was great. 
God damn it. All right. I gotta wait three seconds while this fucking <laughs> ad pops up. Close. Airhead, right. send in your uh, <laughs> send in your suggestions for accents and sketches. Here we go. Oh, Schwarzenegger. I, I can't do I can't do Schwarzenegger. I don't think. Yeah, you, I'll do it. Literally, all I can do is lie. No, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I don't know what myself. Schwarzenegger. At a mummy party. It's a mummy. Try to get in here. Have you seen the yeah. mummy's dick? <laughs> They're painting with it. <laughs> Paintings. Mummies. <laughs> How old do you think this beach was? Before my sarcophagus. Yeah, I can't do Schwarzenegger for that long either. He really yeah. is one of those dudes where you can only I've just only go. I've able to do the. Uh, the it's not the tumor. Yeah. Or uh, get out. Get to the chopper. Uh, or uh, is this your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, all I know from this segment is we I do want, have some tinkering around to do. I want one more since Schwarzenegger was the last one. Okay. Fair enough. I'm sure that I'm going to. Okay. We'll pick the activity first so I don't have to go the ad shit. This is going to be. At a funeral. We're at a funeral. God damn it, I hope. And the accent is... Midwestern, don't you know? Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, Karen, she looks beautiful there, doesn't she? Yeah, she sure does. Shouldn't have ate all those pills, though. No, shouldn't have fried them, neither. <laughs> no, no, but, you know, we do like to deep fry things up here in Minnesota. She smells better now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and I hate she's going to miss the Badgers this fall, but... Uh, oh, yeah, of course, but she'll be up there with Leroy celebrating the... The big game. Lord took him last year, of course. Yeah, but, you know, he was from Alabama, Leroy, so... Uh, That's true. It was always a given that the sugar was going to take him. Oh, it sure did. Him. You betcha. Took him, but you betcha. Yeah. Gosh yeah. darn it. Gosh darn it. Gosh darn it, Leroy. Bit of a whoopsie-daisy. Yeah. One, a, uh, a, uh, a, a skitty marinky dink mm. What do you think about snow? Oh, you know what? Uh, bathing suit weather. You <laughs> right? know? Right, yeah. It's uh, January balmy. And my cargo shorts. Oh, on. absolutely. Yeah, no problem Doesn't with bother that. me a tick. No. Snow. All right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, that, we fun. did it. We did it. Do they call it sugars in the South? Sugar in the South? Diabetes? Diabetes? Yeah. 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 Got the sugar, sugar. Yeah, you got the sugar. Sugar, sugar took him. Thought, sugar took him. I thought took it was him. a southern thing, not as much of a Midwest, but... I, oh, it I, definitely is. I yeah, for think, sure. Yeah. I don't know. They might... No, they just would say diabetes mm. in the Midwest. Diabetes, don't you know? Well, if y'all thought that sucked, but you can make it better, send us in some suggestions for activities we could do and accents that we could do. We're uh, giving uh, improv a shot here. We used to play those games Have at... we uh, told the... Uh, the story about the Jamaican accent on here? No. So, but please do. All right. So, we both just love to do accents sometimes poorly, especially when we put ourselves on the spot. But, like, we just like to do accents. We never mean anything by it. It's never meant offensively. We're never making fun of these other cultures. We just like the way they sound. Except uh, Italy. Sure. Yeah. And Russia. Right. Yeah, well, you know, they right. don't hit. They're whites. Yeah, right. They're different types of whites, so it's fine. We've covered that. That's yeah. that's part of the lore of this podcast. Right. Whites are fair game. 
So anyway, we just like the way they sound, right? And we just do that on occasion out of nowhere. So one time, me and him were walking through Washington, D.C., and we walked by this very, very popular chain restaurant somewhere in downtown Washington, D.C. And so for no, we hadn't been doing accents out of nowhere completely. We walked by this chain restaurant, and I went, The Cheesecake Factory! <laughs> <laughs> like, just just because. And so... You then, just saw that word and thought this would hit with a Jamaican like an accent. accent. And yeah. it did. And it did. <laughs> so then we started, like, going, walking down the road and doing, like, Jamaican accents, like, back and forth. And she was like, I was like, did you know if you say beer can in a british accent it's like saying bacon in a jamaican accent and vice versa beacon beacon yeah beacon beacon want some beacon yeah yeah and that hit for me beacon so we're just going beacon beacon cheesecake factory (laughs) and then this fucking tahoe at this red light Dress green. The, the cheesecake factory. factory. And this dude goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, very aggressive and black. Yeah. So like we knew. Definitely a black dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I don't, the cheesecake for Shut the fuck up. I like to think that he didn't even see us. Yeah. I like to think that he heard that and was like, I know that's some white boys yeah. doing a Jamaican accent. Yeah. And yeah. We got put smooth in our yeah, place. Yeah. No, like, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And that How is such much? a. How many hours were you silent for before you? Oh, we right. laughed our fucking ass okay. off. Yeah. That was when I realized, like, I didn't, I'm stupid. And so it didn't occur to me that, like, doing a Jamaican accent would be racist because it's just such a I know, fun. I'm, like, like, when I was a kid, I didn't even think Jamaica was real. I thought it was a make believe people. I, you know what I mean? Because there's just so much. <laughs> <laughs> it just they uh, yeah. all sound like you know what I mean, like yeah. so I did, but I, it is, and we shouldn't do it. But like it, there was no maliciousness. Like I know that you can't walk down the street saying some Chinese shit. You well, know what like, I mean? But Jamaican you know, seemed like it was different. But it's I feel like with Jamaican in particular, a lot of it comes from like shit like Chet Hanks. Yeah, right. Who would just be the bumbo clock? Yeah, be at the Grammys, or whatever, and be like, "Me bum bum big boy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me have major brain injury, you know. <laughs> like, like fucking, he just talks like he just talks like that for no right, reason. Right, for no reason. Right. But he does it like unironic. I don't know right. if he still does, but like he'd be there just doing it unironically. Right. Like he just this, you know. Like just acting like that's how he talks or something, right. and people being like, "That ain't it. That ain't cool. Whatever." Right. But I just feel like if you just say you know, in the Cheesecake Factory, we just like to we do all kinds of accents. Yeah, right. But some of them you Again, just ain't though, supposed to do. But like that's Trey, what I'm saying. Is uh, like speaking of British trash, isn't this along the same vein? There's a lot of British trash that kind of appropriate the the Jamaican oh yeah they do that don't they oh I don't know I mean maybe I'm not saying they don't is that called Patois Patois yeah Yeah. Patois yeah but like I I I love to think that it's just like look we like to do accents and so we want to try all these different accents but like again I know my brain is smart enough to go not Asian you know what I mean? But for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, Jamaican seems fine, even though it ain't. Right. So like there, 
Have you ever heard of Heads Up? It's real. Yeah, white the game you put on your. Thing. It's a just a. It's like a cell phone version of a. Long oh yeah, me and you played existing. it. Yeah, on, on a train. train. Yeah, and it's fun, right? It, it was fun. Well, so one we of those, had a blast. So you put a cell phone on your head. It's got a. It's got an answer on it, and the other person has to give you clues. It's like fucking secret word shit or whatever. Yeah. Like if it's like. The Rock, then Corey'd have to be like, uh, gigantic Samoan superstar who hits yeah. real hard. Yeah, right. Like, the Rock. Well, one of the categories that you can play one of the decks is accents and impressions, right? Which yeah. is one of my favorites. But like, I was at this white people party once, like a bunch of suburban white, bunch of like improv Jackie actors Chan. and stuff. And Japanese came yeah, up. Yeah, can't do and it. And so immediately I was just like, oh, fuck. But, you know, I was You could like, just sound frustrated. Well, no, that's what I did. I swear to God. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, right. well, like that's maybe worse. It's definitely worse. And I was just like, But it's just a Samurai. grunt. But it's, you know, yeah, right. Like, but it's just like, a grunt. Right. But it's like, what are you supposed to do? I don't you know. know. It's just like no I, my thing is intended. If is you're just, just doing well, like, the offensive, stupid Asian sound shit, like I get it, but it, I, I don't know. Like if you could do a really good Jackie Chan impression, maybe it's fine. I mean, it's I've, probably not. I've heard fine. people give that justification for it too. It's like if someone genuinely can nail it, yeah, right. Then like there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But I don't think everybody agrees with that assessment. Like there's a dude, Charles that, Barkley. His name's Josh Robert Thompson, and he's like a comic and a voice actor guy who did um and he's great he's fucking super talented and he did morgan freeman on family oh, guy yeah. for a long time yeah and i'm pretty sure they fired him eventually right. not because he stopped hitting right but cause, just because he's, he's white he's a yeah. white guy because the, they had a they, they like, had a white guy doing cleveland too right yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. the same. Was that so definitely him? Point. That had to be him. No, we I talked about this actually. Oh, we did. Sorry, we talked about this. My no, bad. Our bad. Well, anyway, no, Antonio Banderas. Oh yeah, 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 right. But hey, we we decided though he's Spanish. He's a white. Did you know F- Fidel Castro? So he's like was iconic white? enough that you could do it. I could see Fidel Castro being white. He's like European Spanish white. Yeah, I could his see parents that. were like hundred percent. So it's fine that Franco's playing him. Yeah, is that why so this James got brought Frank, up? That's why it got brought up. Yeah. James Franco was playing Fidel Castro. People got pissed off, or like he's not Latino or whatever. But apparently, Fidel Castro was of all white European descent. Yeah, and Franco's dad's Portuguese or some shit. So it's like close enough. What are you gonna do? But yeah, it's wild. He also looks Secret like him. whites. Secret whites. What about that's it? a bummer. Like. To be white, but for people to not know that you're white, so you can't. Oh yeah, because if you white, you want people you to know. know. That's that's what that's I'm like saying. The whole point of being white, exactly. You walk in, they give you a table. Yeah, fucking, right. Whatever. Yeah, right. Like if you just had to be like, no, 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 I'm white. Like it just doesn't. Cops are like, I don't think I so. I don't. Not today. <laughs> yeah. Shoot you. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. We know it's been a hot one out there this summer, and it's time to bring that summer heat. Into the bedroom. That's right. Temperatures ain't the only thing that's rising this summer season. Talking about wainers. Wainers on the come up out here, y'all. And I'm talking about, of course, Blue Chew. Blue Chew can help you with confidence in the bedroom. This is how Blue Chew works. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead to get down, or you can just be ready whenever a get-down opportunity comes up. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. That's the best part. It's all done on the computer there. 
No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the U.S. of A, prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Cho, you're a fan. Big fan. I've been using Blue Chew for, I think, around five years now, and there is a 0% chance that I am ever going back. It's one of my wife's favorite days of the month when the Blue Chew envelope shows up, white, discreet package. And here's the deal. I've had a really good relationship with my wiener my whole life. Love it. Big fan of my wiener. Mm-hmm. Um, but my So here's the deal. My regular wiener, my pre-Blue Chew wiener was like, the Michael Keaton Batmans. I was like, I love this wiener. This wiener hits. And then Blue Chew is like when Christopher Nolan got a hold of the franchise. And I was like, I did not think I could love my wiener anymore. But this is the only wiener for me. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code POA at checkout. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping for the rock hardest sunbitch and wiener you've ever had. That's bluechew.com. Promo code POA to receive your first month for free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Who's going to take care of your family if something happens to you? What would they do without your income? If you don't have a plan, you need to go to goliathlife.com. Get a quick quote for more than 20 carriers. You don't even have to leave the house. If you need a medical exam, they'll send somebody to your house or office. You're in total control. You pick the rates, you pick the payments, you pick the terms. You're in total control, but it gives you and your family peace of mind. What if something happens to your income? Hurry to goliathlife.com. All right. Well, we've had a lot of fun with all that. Um, so my topic tonight, like I said, rich people and poor people overlap, rich people and trash. I keep, I keep reminding myself to say trash. It's mm-hmm. fancy and trash. trash right. Cause I'm not trying to generalize about poor people. Right. But I'm talking about trash. Cause which, we trash. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Which I feel totally fine with cause I'm a fucking trailer baby. I'm as trash as it comes. Mm-hmm. So I talk about trash people all day. I got a but DUI I, in a field. White trash specifically, but I'm not trying to, I'm not. I feel like we can talk about white people, trash, and fat people. Mm-hmm. Three people, buddy. Uh, trust, the fats will you, come. Gosh, all three of those people. The know. fats will come for you, though. Mm-hmm. They, they will, they real slow, but they will come for you. Believe it or not, <laughs> me and Corey have oftentimes talked about fat people, and then it turns out fat people they don't appreciate it. Yeah, that's a whole can of worms. So. It is. Yeah, and they They'll eat it. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I don't know if you knew this. Very shocking, according to a couple of studies that I found. Rich people way more likely to cheat. Yeah, on their partner because they have options. Yes, exactly. That's, options it was like that Chris Rock bit. A man is only as faithful as his options. options. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was also like, you know, I cheated three times, and every woman hears that, and she's like, "What a monster! I can't believe you do that." Every man hears that, and he's like, three? three? <laughs> I work at UPS. I got more hoes than that. <laughs> three? Anyway, love Chris Rock, but um. But yeah, they're more inclined to cheat rich people. Options is a big part of it. But it's all, it seems to me it's sort of, I guess it's kind of the same thing or another version of it. But it's like, it, it just kind of feels like, and Katie actually listens to this podcast, which Ooh. is unfortunate. Yeah, but Katie, honey, I'm saying, I we are not rich. Rich, no. We are not rich. And I'm not saying this about myself, but it almost feels like for rich dudes, it's like, 
what is even the point, point of, being of being a rich, rich dude if you're not gonna have a love nest and some mistresses like right. every rich dude gotta have a mistress yeah it's like, like you just have to it's like a fucking it's like a designer handbag or something you yeah. gotta have a mistress in you some know, fucking apartment somewhere all this that thinks you're gonna leave your wife because she's stupid and young <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> well dude yeah it's like all the all the chubby basement dwelling looking like ceos of tech companies that now find out that they can't fuck their secretary because it's a power thing. They're like, the reason I became a CEO was to fuck my secretary because she wouldn't do it when I was in high school because I was fat, dumb, and don't hit. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, like, I think with rich people, it's like um, not only obviously cheating hits because it's sex with a woman that's not your wife. I get it. You know what I mean? But to them, it's just like... I'm not necessarily agreeing with that, No, Cody. no, I, no. Uh, I, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We all know that sex hits. Like you can't. Not gonna hit for her, but let's keep going. I'm I'm the one who picked the topic. Cheating does not hit. This wasn't a Katie suggestion. Sex sex hits, and sex with a different woman definitely hits. I'm not saying do it, but like a rich guy, his whole brain is set up to like I get whatever I want all the fucking time. It's like a power thing. You know what I mean? Like I'm rich. I gotta fuck this lady. And I feel like a lot of times, it seems to me like a lot of times, but obviously not always, it's almost like people in that position have this understanding yeah. with their spouse where it's just like- You want what? half of it or all of it? It's like, I'm going to cheat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, and sometimes like, you could cheat too. Right. And sometimes it's probably like, you can't cheat, but right. I'm going to cheat. Oh, it's definitely that a lot. But, yeah, right. But, in, and they just sort of like- like Tony Deal Soprano, like, that. you know, Carmela knew he's got Gumars, but if she started, it's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing here? But yeah, I mean, like, I fit, that's why it blew my mind when, like, Bill Gates got divorced. You know, it's like, wait, y'all didn't have just, like, the understanding of, like, we have billions of dollars, so sometimes I'm going to want a Puerto Rican. You know what I'm saying? I don't really understand a mistress, though, and I'm not mistress. Ju- I'm I not don't get just it all. saying this because my wife listens to the podcast. I'm not. I don't understand a mistress because that's like, work. Yeah, dude. A side it's hoe like having is a, it's like we like if you bring a up gumar like polygamy or bigamy like Mormons yeah. and stuff. It's like who wants to wow, dude? <laughs> One wife's bad <laughs> enough. enough. God Katie. damn. Now, but yeah, like just right. Like, like I said, a lot of time, and I, I've never had a mistress, but the way it's often depicted, they like. You know, they fall in love, like the Monica Lewinsky shit. Right. You know what I mean? They become, them they gifts. get obsessed. It becomes a whole thing. And now it's like, that's some shit you got to deal with. Right. It's like having an illegal girlfriend or something. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, which is like, that's You got to keep it a hit. secret. And at this day and age, that's even harder to do. And like some of the dudes have it to where like somehow the, like you get having the mistress and the wife not knowing about it but sometimes these dudes will pull it off where the mistress don't know about the wife right you know what i mean dude the, the, the times i've heard about like separate families and, I know, and we know How? we know someone who, i'm like, barely like, holding it together like we personally know someone who found that out about yeah. their dad or whatever but like so it's a real thing these dudes who have whole separate families that in do not know about each cities other cities that right. don't know about each other like how not only how do you do that, but like why, why? It would makes you put no yourself sense. through the fucking stress of having to keep up with that? But they're usually like traveling salesmen or some kind of job, like a comedian. That yeah, makes you travel. Right. It makes you have to travel a lot. And in some other city, you know, where I got to go for work all the time, he's got fucking Peggy and the girls. Whereas, yeah, right. you know, fucking 
Sarah and the boys but back it, home in Phoenix don't know shit about it. And it's like, but again, it's like you can, you can fathom why that dude would want to get some strange or right. whatever. But the whole like, yeah, like we're dating. And I like, mean, why do you think they do, those guys do that? Are they like, I is mean, it, do they the, genuinely just fall in love? That's surely weird. not. Surely not. That. I mean, I guess like, okay, there probably are situations where like someone's married and they've got kids and like them and their wife are really good partners, but maybe they're not in love with each other anymore. And they, he want, they want to keep the family that they have, but they feel something for this other woman. So in their mind, they're just like, I'm going to have it both. I'll be a good husband to my wife, but then I'm still going to love. I'm not saying it's not possible to love two people at the same time. Surely it is. But the whole thing, like how I would get caught in two weeks. Dude, it wouldn't take me that two, long. Maybe two weeks. I'm a weeks. fucking terrible liar. Right. And like also just the just the logistics of it, it makes all, especially no in the age of cell phones. Oh, do you they can't have do separate it now. Cell phones? I like, guess. They'd have to, right? They can't like be on social media at, at all, no. ever. Because his one wife's best friend, if she's on Facebook and right. Facebook friend, like how do you, you just... I mean, I, this is like, definitely a, 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 a relic of the past. Like, I mean, I'm... They still do it now, but like again, like back in the day, I could see where it was easier. Well, what way back in the day, mistresses made a lot more sense to me, and this may have come up before, I can't remember, but like the I like because like way back in the day, especially for fancy people, they were just put with someone, right? And I feel like a lot of times when that happened, they didn't hit for each other, right? They were like, like Charles and like, Camilla, we get married for a convenient reason right. for the dynasty of their family, or whatever. But we know we don't love each other, so we're both just gonna fuck all these doormen and ladies' maids and all right. this shit, or have a Camilla or something, right? Like have a mistress because that's the person I actually love. I was just forced to marry you because your papa hits harder than hers, and you're a virgin, right? So, like. That yeah, I get that. I get that. I don't and even also, shame I, those not, people. I, was about to say, I don't even really blame no. those people. Like, like that, you're like, you're entitled to love, and you had to do this. Th like I like the whole Charles Diana thing. Like they they went into that knowing the deal. I don't consider what he did with Camilla the same as if my dad started fucking somebody else right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of course not. Right. So. In this article I read about how rich people are more inclined to cheat, one thing they posited, they try to like justify it, they're saying like, you know, uh, one possible explanation is that like rich people, they're workaholics, they're at work all the time, they still crave affection, all that shit, so they just start fucking somebody at work. It's close to them. Because they're with them all the time. That was the Clinton Lewinsky thing, right? Right. She was there. Yeah. You feel like that checks out? Come here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my yeah. winter's up for my 3.30. I mean, I mean, people, people, it's like a cliche thing. It's like, oh, this is my work husband or this is my work wife. Yeah, that's, like, that whole thing is like sort of mainstream accepted, but, but it's weird. It's to weird. Me. Yeah. It's because like, people just openly say that like, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my work husband. And they don't, but they don't mean they're fucking them. No, they just mean like, just at like work, this is this, my good friend who's of the opposite I'm, sex, except I'm choosing to give right. him the title of my husband right. away from my regular husband. Cause the whole thing is cause like, like, obviously if Amber does have male friends where she works, like I'm not Mike Pence, you know what I'm saying? Like right. you, you should be, if you work with a bunch of people, you shouldn't exclude yourself from one just because he's the same sex as your fucking husband. Definitely don't bother me. 
But like, it would be different if Amber's like, hey, you know, Brad at work today, blah, 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 blah. He's this guy, the guy that I'm friends with. If she started talking about it, he's like, that's my work husband. The first time I'd be like, huh, okay, I get how it goes. But if, like, if it kept up, I'd be like, can you just say that you're friends? Because the work husband thing makes it seem like you don't call Gary your work husband. He's also your guy friend. So what does this mean? It's someone more special. So like, your work husband better be old or ugly or gay. gay. That's old or gay. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully both. But like, I don't know, man. Like, I again, I do get like, if you're someone like Don Draper, you're at the office 14 hours a day and then you get home and your wife's too tired to do anything that eventually you'd be like, I mean, I, so I, I'm here and I'm horny and I'm sad and this person will talk to me again. I can put myself there. But then like, Going to that bitch's kid's Christmas? Right. Nah. Right. Uh-uh. So this other article I found from Forbes, they surveyed all these primary breadwinners, right? People that make the 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 partner in a marriage that makes the most money, all of whom made over a million dollars, right? And they surveyed all these people and, and they asked them, you know, have you ever had an extramarital affair? And in this particular survey, uh, it was like 65% of the ones who had or were having affairs were women. Oh. Who are the primary breadwinners? I think across like society, men are more likely to cheat. But in of this course. particular scenario, we we're talking about basically people with money and power. According to this, it seemed like women were more likely to cheat. And I don't know if that's because like he don't hit. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Like, she's yeah. Like, I'm, she's like I mean, all the he's money emasculated. And she, yeah, I'm going to fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. I think when it comes to cheating, women are like. I'm not saying that dudes aren't the primary breadwinner don't hit. That's the fucking hookup, brother. That's what I think. Keep yeah, that, right. Keep that going. But Cheers like to that. saying maybe to, you know, when maybe it, that's what's going on there. When it comes to cheating, I feel like women in cheating is like peeing and men in cheating is like pooping. Okay, I'm in. Women still could do it, but they could also hold it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whereas men just can't hold it as much. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm saying, all women have that desire, but like in order for a woman to cheat, she goes through a lot more things in her head than just my pussy's wet. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Whereas a man often is just like my, my dick's, dick's hard. hard. Let's, Let's do it. this. Yeah. Like women. Not me. I'm real good at holding it, Cody. Like anyway, I'm not painting with a broad brush here, obviously, but like I, I do feel like women are more emotionally intelligent than men <laughs> dude for sure right so it ain't even close I, I know but like i i just noted i might have some people be like there's no difference but like women go through the whole thing they're like if i fuck this guy i got i have to love him for a second or like I, I, men don't do that is what i'm saying like so yeah i think women mm. are by nature it's hard hole <laughs> <laughs> yeah, women are by far better, better people now. they're better people and they're more uh loyal because of that Right. So kind of on that note. Also, men don't hit. Actually, exactly on that note about them being better and more loyal. So this other study I found, which I thought was pretty funny, is they took these like people in their 20s and early 30s who are in relationships and they asked them. It's going to be hard to explain this, but I'm going to try. They asked them to like put their income on a spectrum, but they organized the spectrum in such a way that like they lied about what everybody else was making. So it's like on one 
one of the spe- for one group, it they made it so that everybody else in public makes less money than they actually do, right? Which means the person responding thinks they're making more money uh, than most other people. Right, right, they right. They put their income down right here, and they've made the scale look like most people are making this. Right. So the dude's like, shit, I hit. I hit, right. And, uh, and then the other group, they did the opposite. They made it look like they would put their income on there and be like, fuck, I don't hit. Yeah, right. This is, <laughs> this is what most people are making. Yeah, right. And then after doing that, they surveyed them on how they felt about their significant other. Uh For all the women, nothing changed. Right, right. But for all the men who had been led to believe that they hit, they were like, you know what? She She don't don't hit. hit. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I think about it, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I didn't know that. Turns out I hit. Yeah, right. I really should be with somebody that hit. She hit for me just fine this morning. When I thought I didn't hit. When I thought I didn't hit. But now that I know I hit, she don't hit. <laughs> God damn, that is tremendous. What was the name of this study? I don't know. I don't know the name of the study. Uh, oh, that but, is fucking wonderful. But yeah, it is. So, and checks out. So and then I found another article about But women. the women it didn't change regardless? No, it didn't. Yeah. Like you said, they're, they're just, just better and more they're loyal. They are they're way better loyal. than we are. They're not shallow and shitty. <laughs> yeah, right. It was, Some uh, of them it, is. Was a, it was a study by Donald Cox, apparently. There you go. Hey, old. Oh, Donnie Dix. Oh Donnie Dix. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. A couple more things because we need to move on with Professor Cho, but I found this other article about uh women who cheat and the possible reasons, and it said uh, statistically across all of society, women who cheat are predominantly women who are young and poorer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, really? One possible explanation for this behavior is that they are using cheating as a way to shop for a better long-term right. partner. Right. Another explanation popular with evolutionary biologists is that they're shopping for better genes for their children. This is actually referred to as the, I'm... these hoes ain't loyal doctrine. <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah, but I just like, I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, it's one of the things like, don't quit your job until you find, find a, a new, new job. Yeah. Women I mean, are more inclined to go that route. They're like, he don't hit, but, but I'm not going to leave him until I find somebody else that I know hits harder. Thinking of the, the biological reason, like the subconscious of like, my, I, I know that I need to fuck someone so I can have some kids that I ain't sorry as fuck. Uh, of course, that's a subconscious thing. But like, yeah, I mean, that does check out like, no woman wants to fuck their way to the middle. You know what I'm right. saying? Like if you're if you're a woman and you're going to cheat on your like a man will cheat with a trash can that's moist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But a woman, not me. Got I don't. Yeah. Right. But I'm. But you know what I'm saying? Like a man doesn't think about anything except for like I want to fuck this person. But a woman probably would think like if I'm gonna cheat on my husband. In the event that all of this blows up, it better be worth it. Like, right. I'm not going to fuck someone who hits less than my husband because in that case, I could just fuck my husband. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you only cheat up. Right. And which should be a, a principle that everyone holds to. Only cheat up because otherwise it's like, make it worth it. Sure. This... Katie, do not tell Amber about this episode, yeah. please. <laughs> so, I don't subscribe to any of these. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate and make sense of the whole thing. We're it's all a, very, very faithful husbands. Yeah, exactly. So as there. far as trash people, some of them just love to cheat. Mm-hmm. You know, some I think cheating is just like 
Some people just be cheating. Yeah, right. There's fucking middle class accountants who be cheating. But right. There's plenty of trash people too. Like they got whole shows about it. Like cheaters. Well, there was an show. epidemic of it a couple of years ago in Hollywood. Just sex addicted man just couldn't, uh, you know. Yeah. Couldn't come to grips with it. Yeah, I know. I hope they got the help they need. Me too. You know? <laughs> Poor David Duchovny. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wake up eating pussy, Doc. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but you know, I feel like the trash people that cheat are also the same type of trash that like don't hit in other ways yeah they're filling the void yeah right that their sex is uh one moment they probably got all kinds of other problems including like so trust issues or that women just don't hear for them if they're guys or I, whatever and so you know you'll have that i don't know trash if, people be broken i don't and know broken if, people be fucking around okay okay i don't know if this is too much information or gross or both but since i started going to therapy and Especially now that I'm on antidepressants, you're not but, dying to cheat anymore. No, I'm not. I, <laughs> I'm not. He was never dying to cheat. I'm not jerking off as much, and like it can't just be that the pills. That's the side effect because it was before I started taking the pills during therapy too. And I think what it is, actually, I talked to my therapist about this. It's that when you're sad, jerking off at least for a second makes you happy, right? So if you're miserable, at least in that moment, you're fulfilled. Right. You are trying to have something that fills the void. And if you're a poor bag of trash piece of shit, mm-hmm. big void. You know what I mean? Huge void. Yeah. Like all these pills ain't doing it. Right. Got to fuck. It's a bartender dick. <laughs> yeah. so, so you're saying poor people be jacking it a lot. Yeah. In my For sure. Because it's free. The uh, Yeah. The limited research I've done on the subject <laughs> yeah. would suggest that, yeah. yes, poor people, yeah. trash people do be jacking yeah, we'd, a lot. Yeah. We'd need to bring a control into this experiment. Yeah. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's about all I got on cheating. And we, we need to move on anyway. So we'll be back right after this with History of Professor Cho. This episode is brought to you by CarShield, who makes it easy and affordable to protect my car from expensive repairs. And that's just for starters. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. and offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plans cover more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. Let us tell you just how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic. We've all got our guy, right? You choose the mechanic and Car Shield's administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or the headaches. You're completely taken care of. The same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through Car Shield also include coast-to-coast roadside assistance. CarShield administrators are there for you with rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost by the way get coverage today and you'll lock in your price now and it will never go up that means as long as you own your car no matter how old it is you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle car shield helps protect our wallets from expensive car repairs and they will do the same for you go to carshield.com podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing Forever. That's right. Forever. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at savewithconrad.com. 
All right, Airheads, it's time once again. You know what time it is. It's history with Professor Cho time on the subject of... The Biltmore. The Biltmore. Okay, this is going to be real quick for me. Uh, I know that the Vanderbilts built it. I guess they were like, you know what the world needs more of? Us. Mm -hmm. Vanderbiltmore. It's in Asheville, North Carolina, or in the area there, and it's a big, fancy-ass fucking house that people can go to, tourists and stuff. And actually, I'll tell this anecdote real quick. Uh, you told me earlier. <laughs> you told me earlier that you were going to do this subject off camera, and I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, I don't know shit about the Biltmore, so that'll hit. And you were like, you're like, yeah, you do. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you go, we went to the Biltmore, <laughs> me and you. We went there together. You don't remember going to the Biltmore? And I was like, dude, I've never set foot in the Biltmore a day in my life. And you're like, yes, we did. We went. Oh, wait, no, that was Amber. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's very sweet. I could see I, I could see how you get those mixed up. I texted Amber and told you told her you said that. And she was like, yeah, it checks out that he would have replaced me with his one true love in that memory. <laughs> it's it's even funnier, too, because earlier I had texted Amber like, hey, uh, after our zany shows, you want to go do Christmas at the Biltmore? And in my mind, I was taking her for the first time. Yeah, right. I was like, me and Trey Super loved it. <laughs> We had a great time. It was such a lovely getaway. <laughs> Went that to me a spa. And Trey had. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was romantic. It was wonderful. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. So, so yes, the Biltmore is a big ass fancy house. It's actually the uh, biggest private residence in the whole America. No shit. In the whole America. And now, is this, it still a private now, residence? Now, see, it's like, not a private residence now, and I'll get into that a little bit later, but at the time it was built, it was, it's like, it's the biggest house that was built, at least at one point, to be a private okay, residence. Right on. And this is because, so you got Cornelius Vanderbilt, who was like the, the uh, he was the OG Vanderbilt. He was, mm -hmm. me and you've talked about like the Rockefellers and stuff, right. about how like back then, ultra rich people could hit kind of you know what right. i mean like and a lot of them really did like nowadays if you see a billionaire you're like his daddy had at least a, close to a billion dollars mm -hmm. or something like that but like at some point that first money did have to be made mm -hmm. and right before the industrial revolution and during it uh cornelius vanderbilt was one of those dudes he actually trains trains and ships okay he was big into ships water big, business water business he yes. was a water business son of a bitch but him and like rockefeller they both genuinely did come from nothing and they made it but like again this was at a time when like they're so corny, oh corny v corny v was fucking he was he was like poor growing up and dumb no shit. Yeah, well, I never knew that. I always just me too. Literally, the just because he's Vanderbilt, a Vanderbilt. Yes, I just always assumed but someone that, like, had to be. I the knew first. they were in America, but I just assumed that like he came from some kind of landed gentry lineage in mm -hmm. uh, in England originally. I no, just assumed I think, they were old. He came from old Duke money or something. I, I, I had no idea that he was. I've got it in here somewhere. I actually think that they were like Dutch or some shit like that. Okay. Or one of them. But no, I'm with you, dude. Like at Vanderbilt is just like, that's a name that's always had money. But like, no, Cornelius uh, started with nothing. And then he was like, trains, ships. Hits. hits. You know what I mean? Can't uh, argue with that. And so then he has a, he's not the one though that started the Biltmore. That was in his, uh, for all of you history buffs out here, Cornelius is uh, the Commodore. He, that was his nickname, which I always assumed is why in Boardwalk Empire they had the Commodore 
You know what I mean? I just figured that was like kind of a nod to him. That's his nickname? That's his nickname, yeah. The like, com- for what? Because that's an actual, like, title position. position, right? They just started calling yeah, him. in the SEC, Vanderbilt University, the Commodores. The Commodores. Yeah. They yeah. Don't hit, but anyway, I didn't even ahead. think about that. The Vanderbilt Commodores. Yeah. I didn't even think about him being... I, I, I didn't know that... Until just now. I didn't know that that was his nickname, but I, yeah, that totally makes sense. I think sense. from what I read, somebody just, like, called him that, and he was just like... Hits. That hits. Yeah, yeah right. So somebody's calling you to captain. So, the right. Show, captain Joe. Yeah, exactly. So, but he's not the one that built it. That was his son, George, who he was the, again, from all I can read, he was sort of a um, boorish, sort of stubborn, kind of dumbass. And he. Wait, did, who was? George Corn, uh, Cornelius's son. Okay. Who. Uh, started to build more like he apparently he had more money than God, but apparently he never really fit in. Hit. Well, not that he didn't, he's he, like them rich kids we were talking about in the last episode. Yeah. Like, well, no, he was. Fail no, no, he worked and stuff like that. What I mean by that is like he didn't carry himself that way. He was brutish. You know what I mean? And he didn't really fit in with the high society people, uh, even though like he had to tune up a prostitute every now and then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably I didn't read none of that, but yeah, <laughs> but he was just kind of dumb and like, I don't know if he liked to read too much, which I think later is why he overcompensates Fat? with. No, he was fine. Okay. He was fine. I think that's why later he overcompensates with one of the most insane libraries that's ever been built, because I don't think that was something he was I really dumb. I got books. Look at this. I bought all these books. I got more books than anybody, motherfucker. God Call me it. dumb. God damn it. So, Look at all these books. So. He is, he's got more money than fucking anybody, and he is now tasked with proving it, right? So he's got to build this monstrosity of a house. So not only is he going to build this monstrosity of a house, he's going to bring in the very best to do it. He Wait got. A minute, hold on, you said he's tasked with proving it. You just mean like. As in, like he's he got had something in, to prove. To yeah, he had like, chip on like his he's got all like, this money, so it's yeah. like I have to put put yeah. my, pull my dick out. You yeah, know what right, I mean? Right. Um, so he hires this architect, Mister Homestead, who That's a pretty good name for an architect, right? That's like nominative, <laughs> nominative determinism. determinism. Yeah. yeah. This guy, would you like to know the thing that he designed right before this house? Uh, the no, I don't know. Same state. I don't know. Central fucking park. Okay. He got the dude that did Central Park to do his goddamn house. So paint the scene here. We're in the 1880s. The Gilded Age is going on. Railroads are booming. Slavery is over. <laughs> this, is how, this is how dumb I am. Uh-huh. Everybody the dude that like came up with Central Park, like in my dumb head, that was basically just going like, see all that park? Leave That's that the- part. <laughs> Dude, so we're going to put these lines around that part, dude, and y'all can build all the fucking buildings and stuff you want, but this part, we're just going to leave. So, I'm not See kidding. it's land, we're just going to leave it land, and then over here, we have skyscrapers and stuff, but like, we'll I just thought- make that not that. Like, I that's thought, what I thought. Literally, I thought they just left Central Park that. They built around it and left it that, you know? So, I did, too. Like, that's why I was like, what do you... But, like, he decided that that shrub goes right there or mm. whatever. But I did not realize how much you can... And I guess I should, thinking about golf courses and whatnot, how much you can actually manipulate nature yeah, and shit suck like, it god yeah right spit in the face of god so <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later about why now i understand how impressive it is to build central park and how you can actually build something out of god shit and make it better uh so 
George Washington Vanderbilt, uh, he's got a railroad empire, steamboat empire, and a whole bunch of other shit that I'm certain was on the up and up. And his mama, Maria Louisa Kissum Vanderbilt, loved traveling to Asheville, North Carolina. And she, uh, she that was just like one of her favorite places to go. And he's like, well, I'm going to be a good son. I got a fuck ton of money. I'm going to build her a little mountain escape. And of course, at the time, this would become the Biltmore, the largest privately owned uh, house in the United States. Um so their name, for the record, comes from, he calls it the Biltmore, which is coming from his ancestor's place of origin, DeBelt, and Moor, which is the Anglo-Saxon spelling of Moor, which of course means rolling hills and shit, mm-hmm. right? Because it was in Asheville, it was over the... Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd, I literally always thought that it was just like... Vander Biltmore. Right, drop the Vander, yeah. Biltmore, Moor. Yeah. Built more, yeah. So it's not. It's not just a coincidence. That's just a coincidence. That's wild. I know. I agree. So, as you can imagine, the amount of land that you would need to build such a lavish estate wasn't just sitting there unoccupied. You know, Indians. Yeah, no, it wasn't. (laughs) Now, the people that are that were on it that he got it from, they definitely took it from the Indians for sure. Uh, no. So Georgie boy, uh, starts buying up parcels of land. The first big batch he took, he, he, he got 700 parcels of land little by little, uh, uh, of this, there were more than five cemeteries, 50 farms, and a portion of it was once a whole goddamn town called Shiloh. He bought a whole town. It's the town made it more wild, but I was going to say it's kind of, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, but it's also kind of wild. You can just buy a bunch of corpses. Yeah, right. Like you can buy multiple cemetery. cemeteries. Like, you know, your papaw skeleton? That's mine That's now. mine now. Yeah, exactly. I own that. Yeah, like an aquarium of dead papaws. <laughs> and also, uh, not only was the town shallow, all of Mount Pisgah, he owned, he bought the whole goddamn mountain. Uh, so initially, this first purchase that he makes is just a measly 55,000 acres. That's where he thought we can start with, right? So uh, according to testimony, however, this wasn't uh, this wasn't like, you're thinking like he just comes in like justified, like we're going to take all this land. Apparently, a lot of these motherfuckers were like happy to sell him this land because it was like pretty beat up to shit, which mm. is why he has all just hum- a bunch of rocks. Yeah, right. So he you has- ever seen a mountain? <laughs> yeah, so all- rocky as shit. So you really want that mountain? <laughs> shit, I'll sell you a mountain. So they were happy to uh, happy to give it to him. So they start building the mansion in 1889, and again, as you can imagine, it's not your average home build. It's basically like he had and built an entire factory that the sole purpose of the factory was to build this, house. Was to build this goddamn house. We're talking like he had, I think. <laughs> Do you have to build a smaller factory to build the factory to build the house? Kind of. Like <laughs> he did. He did. He hired the crew to sit there and build the factory. And the first thing they built was like the factory to do all of this shit. He had around a thousand like day laborers, like just, you know, whereas like if you, dude, if you were going to see somebody building a pretty big house, there'd be like five dudes. You know what I mean? But he's got thousands. He's got like 50. Amish are like, God damn. Yeah. (laughs) He's got like 50 stonemasons. And then like, we're not even counting how many foremen there were that were just telling those motherfuckers, you know, what to do. Uh, So... 
he's got all that. He's also got three miles. He built three miles of personal railroad that came off of the railroad that went directly to that factory so that he could get all his shit brought he has in. to be the railroad man, baby. Yeah. So he has that. Um, also, would you care to guess how many bricks were made at the factory each day? Uh... 1,500. 32,000. What? 32,000. A day? A day. A day. 32,000 bricks. Now, I'm certain that they were also, like, selling them bricks to other... Because he, like, everything that he did, like, one of the reasons that he wanted this estate was not only to be a private residence, but he was all about, like, what we needed to be self-sufficient. So, like, they had their own forestry school. They had a dairy that, like... I don't even think the dairy was defunct until, like, not that long before the government bought the goddamn house or whatever. Like, so the, the house... Like everything with rich people, the house made him money. Like he had slaughtering cows, he had a dairy cows and all that shit. But dude, the thing that was like the most impressive when I was researching it was he wanted a serve like so he's got fifty five thousand acres. So like his driveway gonna be pretty long, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, so especially he, for a horse, he wanted his driveway to hit as hard as his house. So. He has fucking Homestead, the dude that made uh, Central Park, design a service road that went to his house. And the way that this motherfucker, like, he, he, they get, I don't know how they got up there, but he's got, they've got this like aerial map and he's like, okay, the winding hills are going to be here and we're coming in from here and we don't want, that's the poor part of town. We don't want anybody. We don't want. He didn't want his guests to have to see anything that didn't no. hit. Right. Yeah. Sure. Only stuff that hits. All right. And so they start digging to make this road, and they plant these very specific trees. And he literally manipulated a river to flow in a different direction, and then he like dammed it up so that at specific spots on this service road there would be pools and shit like that. And he made bridges out of existing rocks and shit. So, like, the service road alone, which, again, was I guess was like 55,000 acres, was like an engineering marvel, the likes of which the world had never seen. And that was just the way you got to the engineering marvel, the likes of which this world uh, has never seen. Absolute fucking insanity. Yeah, so, man. overall... There's four acres of floor space at the house. Jesus Christ. Four acres of floor space. 250 rooms in the house, including 35 bedrooms uh, for family and guests, 43 bathrooms, 65 fireplaces, and three kitchens. Let me ask you this. What, because I'm trash, I don't understand with big houses. There's always more. Like seemingly significantly more bathrooms, yeah. than there are bedrooms. Is uh -huh. it because every single bedroom has a bathroom, yeah. and then there's also like the shared fifteen yeah. throughout the rest of the house? Yeah, or like like every... it's funny because I feel like if you're coming from like poor people land, it's never like that. Right, three bedroom, one bath. You know what I mean? It's always for more, sure more beds than baths, of course. But that, and with rich people, then with rich people, gotta no, have more baths than beds. I feel like with rich people, every room is at least gonna have what they call a half bath, mm -hmm. which is just a toilet and a sink. Like they would never have it to where you had to leave, to leave leave the room. room. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Of course, like you're not gonna have that shit. Uh, they had the first elevator. 
Like the first ele- what, that, ever that, that people had, like that a person, like not at a bed, like yeah, in a house, yeah, like they okay. had, uh, like no one just had an elevator, like they was just starting to fuck with elevators. He's like, I want a goddamn elevator. Uh, they also had forced air heating before anyone had that, and they had a two-story library that contained over ten thousand volumes in eight languages, yeah. none of which that dumb motherfucker could read. Like, Call me dumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's a whole bachelor's wing with a billiard. There's a they've got a, a there's a bowling alley in that son of a bitch. There's a fully functioning gym. There's an indoor pool. When I feel like not many people even had a goddamn outdoor pool. There's lawn bowling. Uh, they had a fully service staff there 24 hours like everything you see on Downton Abbey was exactly how this shit ran they had their Mr. Carson uh, they had you know people in the kitchen who ostensibly wouldn't even ever see any of the people upstairs like all they did just made food all goddamn day you know their guests were being entertained they you know they're doing the fine china I saw something to where like in one week a like the people there would like change clothes like 65 times or some shit like that for like all you know the they, people that live there or the people that work there you no know? the people that live there like that's how many different like they they change for every meal yeah gotta put on my smoking jacket right so like breakfast my sleeping jacket yeah. when i get up in the morning that's my sausage jacket yes then i got my lawn, sausage jacket then i got my lawn bowling, bowling jacket then i got my fox shooting jacket then i got my book reading jacket mm-hmm. he didn't use that one too much no yeah, and then the pajamas that you see the ghost of Christmas past in, right? Yeah, yeah. so like uh, it was pretty. So, uh, anyways, all that, all that shit uh, from Downton Abbey uh, they had there. So today, much of the original property is the Pisgah National Forest because the government uh, bought it from them because the Congress had passed an income tax. And uh, all of a sudden, the super rich that had been not paying income tax all of a sudden saw their wealth being chipped away at. So before he died... Don't hit for them. No, it don't hit for them. So before he died, he initiated the sale of 87,000 acres. Because, oh, by the way, by this time, it was up to 125,000 acres, this whole property. Uh, but then Edith completed the sale after he died in 1914. So he dies. Edith realizes how much money it would take to run such a large estate, uh, which I mean, yeah, I, dude, just running your house is a lot. And this is, you know, thousands of employees. So they open it up to the public like twice a week. Uh, and then they get the Biltmore Estate. Uh, they got the Biltmore Estate Industries. They've got Biltmore Village. They've got little hotels down there. She intermittently occupied the house, living in an apartment created. So they put up hotels for people to stay in just, just so they come it. look at their house. Yeah. Like this is where you stay when you're coming to see how hard our house is. Yes. Wild. I know, dude. Uh, so she uh, she lived in an apartment created created in the former bachelor's wing until her daughter Cornelia, named after Cornelius, uh, got married to John. This is a name for you right here, John Francis Amherst Cecil. Shit. Uh, they had two sons who were born at the Biltmore in the same room where their mother was born. And just when everyone thinks their financial troubles may be over, Trey Crowder, here comes this little thing called. The Depression? The Great Depression. Ever heard of it? Uh, Well, the Great Depression is the reason that you and I are able to tour the Biltmore because that was the driving force behind making it public pretty much all the time. 
You know what I mean? At first, it was just like, oh, every now and then, people can come here and see we'll how much... we to allow the peasants yeah, to gaze like, upon our opulence. And I, there's always part of me that thought, like, part of that was like, we need them to go tell everybody how much we hit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because when they first built it, George didn't actually want anyone to even be able to see the house. Right. Like, he was Their like... eyes are not worthy. It's kind of like it. what you were talking about with, like, with the, the boats. The boats. The super yachts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. It's like, you're not even allowed to look at how hard we hit. Um, so around this time, uh, the Vanderbilt daughter gets divorced. She leaves never to return. Uh, yet her husband, oh, I'll skip forward a little bit. Yeah. Yada, the depression, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, the, she gets divorced, but her husband got to stay in the bachelor wing until his death. And that's pretty fucking sweet. So yeah, like, hell yeah, not married to deal. him, still gets to live at the house. Uh, their son stayed there until 1956, and when he left, it was no longer a family residence and was operated operated purely by the museum. Uh, the estate was designated a National Historic Landmark in 1963 and remains a major tourist attraction in western North Carolina with 1.4 million visitors each year. Damn. Also, I'm doing this this year. I'm going to Christmas at the Biltmore. Um, the Christmas tree... What is 35 feet tall and weighs 3,000 pounds. Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. Where, where do they get that motherfucker? Uh, they the sort, forest? They sort, yeah, right out yeah. there in the big tree forest. Because that's, that's like, that's just got to be as big as the one in fucking Times Square, ain't it? I mean, it sounds to me like that's a big ass tree. But yeah, I was like, uh, I was watching some videos and shit uh, of the Christmas thing and like, the people that work there get fucking crunk when they bring that tree in. And it takes like a ton of them. And like, not only is it, you know, weighs 3,000 pounds or whatever, and they've got to have, they bring it in with a crane, right? And then they've got like two or three people with ropes suspended up top. And then they've got a guy who his whole job is just to make sure that the tree don't hit a chandelier, right? And then they finally get it up. Everybody loses their goddamn mind. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Christmas at the Biltmore is here. Uh, and it is beautiful. I did that once as a kid. Highly, highly recommend it. The Biltmore is just one of the most beautiful homes at this point. It's completely to the public. It was a. Uh, did you say it's? Is it run by the government now? Is they bought. It? They it's bought it and bought the land because they bought all the uh, Mount Pisgah land because that's now Pisgah National Forest or whatever. And with the house, it's run by a museum. But I want to say that it's federally funded like this is a landmark like this is a historical landmark now so it's got that uh i guess title are the vanderbilt still out there hidden do you know uh Any well well oh well yeah uh anderson cooper oh right yeah, yeah he's right. a vanderbilt they did uh they like largely their fortune is not like he clearly hits but like there's no like they ain't got like rothschild shit going mm -hmm. on you know what i mean i think that like between him dying, well, that was pretty much it. The man that hit died, and then income tax kind of fucked him. I could be wrong on a lot of that, but, like, no, I don't think that there's, like, I don't think any of them have to do with this shit. And, like, he, his mama was a Vanderbilt, right? Yeah, of course, I mean, that's how, it would yeah. have to be how it goes. So he's the only Vanderbilt I know that's still out there hitting. But, yeah, it's a super cool house. And so it does hit for you. I love been it. There. Oh, I love it. I What's, like, the hitting part about it? Dude... Honestly, just how fucking tall the ceilings are, like you just can't 
you can't fathom this place. Like everybody's probably been. Do you like, go through the whole thing? Yeah, there's and some. If so how long does that there, take? There's some rooms that are marked off. I don't know. I'd have to ask Amber. Clearly, she was there last time. I mean, it took. It depends on if you're doing like the guided tour or you're just kind of fucking about. So you're allowed if you want to just sort you of can, meander. You can just meander and hit. Um, I love the library. I mean, you know, I'm super into old books and stuff like that. And there's that like smell mm-hmm. of old books and shit. I really enjoyed that. The gym is super cool to look at because it's still got the equipment from when he put all that shit in there. Trapezoidal weights. Yes, dude. Like all that shit that you're like, that didn't work. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just throwing water bottles at ladies' stomachs and yeah. they're jiggling and stuff yeah. like that. You remember them? Yeah. They'd, they'd get yeah. the uh, they'd get the the thing, they'd go in the thing belt. and it was the belt and they'd yeah. go boogie the back boogie then they'd have to have like, you know, two servants on each yeah. side boogie of the boogie belt. Boogie 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 boogie. The, the pool is super cool. It's cool to see like an indoor pool that was like that old, like the tile in it is super awesome. And seeing a functioning private residential kitchen like from Downton Abbey, like I went before. They I still ever... make food there, like for the people that come. You or know how's what? that work? You know what? I don't know. I know that like, there's a I, they have a little cafe there that's just like bullshit food. But I don't know if like every now and then they have like opulent parties there or something. I would think that they would have like some fundraisers or something there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Like, there's plenty of rich motherfuckers that would play $30,000 a plate to go eat at the fucking Biltmore. Um, but yeah, I went there pre me loving Downton Abbey, like when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, dude, every house, like every house was big to me. I, I, I didn't know. But now that I've gone post Downton Abbey and as an adult, I, it's almost unfathomable to look at a door and go, that door Cost more than I made last year, right. and I do pretty well. Like I do right. pretty good, but like the doorknob on that, it's fucking ivory. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the attention to detail in these places. Like I don't want to sound like the old papa that's like, oh, they don't make things like they used to, but they don't. You know, the crown molding alone is just fucking insane. The French Renaissance style, I've always been a fan of. You know that. Um, okay. But yeah, just you, I, I could just go through there and look at the crown molding, man. Like every bed is like the most fancy bed you've ever seen. Like in each one of the posts were like hand carved and shit like that. The fireplaces are bigger than a trailer. Like it's just, it's, it's fucking wild. Like I also look at it and go, God damn it. The, the, the just torrid display of opulent greed and mm-hmm. shit like that. But at the same time, I'm like, does hit though. <laughs> yeah, right. Does hit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the Biltmore. Hell yeah. Well, fucking A, thank you for being here, Airheads. We appreciate it. A little bit more for you. Clearing the airs coming up right now. One, two, three, Skew. four. One, two, three, four. Royalty rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit today. We'll laugh and let leave and when they're wrong, they'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs. Well. That in there, that sure was something. I that think, was something uh, else. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, you know, as I, again, as we're recording this, the episode hasn't come out yet, obviously, so I haven't yet received the fallout of uh, 
of my actions in this episode. I tried to go out of my way to give as many disclaimers as possible to my wife, who I know is listening. I, so we'll have to I update think it was y'all more next me week. Than you. Yeah, you was going in for sure, but Amber, <laughs> but Amber don't Amber don't listen, right? No, so like Katie will text have, her though, or something. Perhaps it's very possible they do be that way. Yeah, I first off, uh, if you're watching this over at WatchPoA.com, you probably noticed that I look a little different, and the reason that I look a little different is uh, because I haven't yet broken down completely the set from our new spinoff podcast. Little House of the Dragon, a House of the Dragon review show with me and my sister Kirby, who y'all are just going to absolutely eat up with a spoon. Uh, so I'm in the, uh, I'm in Airstream location two, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's why I'm not, I'm, I'm, it looks like it looks weird in here. We was in here filming the new podcast, which will come out every Sunday ahead of uh new episodes of house of the dragon at watchpoa.com and also of course just on this podcast feed so if you're already listening to this you'll know and you'll see and it'll be a really good time but anyways yeah man uh, i went back and listened to the episode it um it doesn't seem as much in the re-listen that it felt like the shit you and Russ were giving me about yeah. me, like defending shit. It didn't feel as bad. I was like, well, don't get me wrong. I see where they're coming from. But like y'all had made me believe. I was like, am I, yeah. am I losing my fucking mind? I, I, I still <laughs> agree. you. Yeah. I still agree. Feeling with, like an adulterer. <laughs> I still agreed with everything I was saying, uh, cause it was true, but it did seem like I was being a bit too jovial about cheating, which I'm mm-hmm. not. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then, uh, you know, to built more, that was, that was fun. I think I nailed it. A little jaunt. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing really to report no, on that I, one as far as I I'm think concerned. I crushed it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Do you want to tell people? Cause this, this will come out Friday, which means your first episode of the spinoff is two days away as people yeah. are listening to this. I That's mean, true. do you want to tell them a little bit about it? Yeah. What, so what to so, expect? Here's what to expect. Um, well, first off, House of the Dragon, you know, came out. We were all super pumped about it. And this was not like a, a planned thing. Like me and Trey, I ran to him first, of course. I was like, yo, Trey. I was like, I think I want to do something with House of the Dragon. But like the the first episode's coming out in a couple of days. We're going to have to be really quick on this. And like, you know, me and you are not real good at like fly by the seat of our. Well, I guess we do fly by the seat of our pants on most things. But me and you can't come up with a plan real quick, you know. Mm-mm. And uh, so I was like, well, I'm going to run it by Trey. But I have a feeling that he's going to be like, no, nah, dog, I ain't got enough time. Because frankly, I really don't have enough time either. Uh, and you, you, of course you were like, man, I've been thinking well, about doing, huh? Because it, I, I'm assuming at least some of our fans will recall my main thing really with it was, I was like, no, nah, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to do anything at all, I would want to bring back the God recap. Damn. I used to do, I used to do game of Thrones recap videos every week, but I, before I even watched the episode in my head, I was like, I don't know if that's going to work for this right. though. Cause I, I do think that goddamn for those of y'all listening, you lucked out. It, you look up, look up, look it up on YouTube. It's on my channel from back when season eight was airing. I do think there's some of the better and funnier videos I've ever done. But the for reason sure. for that is because that episode or that season was a, you know, certifiable legendary train wreck. And it's yeah. a lot easier to make fun of train wrecks. And in my head, I was like, this show I assume, 
there's a good chance it's we'll going to be like competently made and very solid. <laughs> and it'll that will make doing videos like that much more difficult. And then I watched the first episode and that's pretty much how I felt about it. I didn't like blow my socks off or nothing, but I thought it was well done enough. And I, I there was like two places in it where I was like, yeah, I could clip that and make a joke. And I just but also, yeah, the amount of time involved with doing the last one. And so I just I had to to bow out, although I fully support y'all, obviously. For but sure. What's the it, format of this though? Like, how it, what's this look like? It's I mean, it's formatted very much like I mean, you know, we're sitting. We're, I've built a little set in here that's similar to our set uh, for putting on airs. But basically, my sister is sort of the Professor Cho of this one. She's sort of like taking all the notes and she's sort of reining me in. My sister's the, it, this, the reason I wanted Kirby to do it is because she is such a deep diver type fan. Like when she's into something like Downton Abbey, for instance, she's like a member and moderator of like five Downton Abbey subreddits or Facebook groups or whatever the fuck. And I was like, I want to do this with her. She's super funny. And like, I know that I can count on her. Cause again, we don't have a lot of time on our, on our hands right now. I was like, I can count on her to do most of the stuff that I would normally have to do. And I trust her. So she came over, we broke down the episode. Uh, we went back and forth on some theories and whatnot. And I'm sure that, you know, by the time we get to episode 10, her and I will probably maybe have changed the format or added a couple things, but it was just, you know, a standard breakdown of a show. But, uh, uh, again, with my sister doing it, who is a country as cornbread, son of a bitch, one of the funniest people I know. And uh, yeah, we just had a blast. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. And we because like I said, we didn't do like goddamn style. You know what I mean? This is more of a just this is a podcast. This is a companion piece to the show. Right. Well, it's going to hit coming yep, up soon, we'll y'all. All right. Well, yeah, I don't know. You want to do some airmail? I would love to do one? some okay. airmail, Trey. All right. This is from, well, actually, I'll read who it's from at the end. I think that's appropriate. Let's just read the message here. Greetings, airmen of the board. Avid literate here. I was recently reminded of a humorous tale relating to government assistance and those in perpetual receipt thereof, or so they believed. Cue dramatic reporter cliffhanger tone. We have a particular side of the family that's fully adept at maintaining disability assistance, and as Procho referred, it happens to be related to back injuries, Natch. From this side of the family, we have a total of six cousins, and the average back surgery per cousin comes out to roughly 2.69. Nice. In a casual visit at my childhood home, my cousin simply stated, I'm on disability for my back. I spurned the. Th I have more time than anybody in the world to help with their problems. This spurned the thought of a saga in which her sibling appeared on the government's radar. It turns out this cousin decided to commemorate bowling a perfect game with his son on social media while supposedly being unable to work due to a back injury. <laughs> this bit of dem demonstrative hubris earned my cousin some state-sponsored fashion in the form of an ankle bracelet. There's an I in bowling, but there's also a U in defrauding the Social, social Security Administration with tepid regards, <laughs> Dumper Jones. Uh, <laughs> That was yeah, a well-constructed email. You can't be doing that, buddy. Out here <laughs> bowling perfect games while collecting that back check. <laughs> that don't hit for the government. No. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. That is perfect. Like, cause I mean, not that every sport doesn't use your back, but like bowling is like, especially at our age, the one that like most specifically uses most of your back. <laughs> 
For sure. <laughs> just thinking about this much. Bowling a 300 too. Like that's so goddamn yeah. funny. Great, His great back, piece of mail. Really hitting hard that day. His back. <laughs> His broke government assisted back. Just smashing in the lanes. All right. Hey guys, I'm loving. This is from. Hey guys, I'm loving the show. Mostly listen via the pod. Was wondering if anyone else is pointing out that Ted Bundy's mom was also his aunt. Mm-hmm. At one time, he tried to blame the revelation of that secret on his behavior, but we all know he was just a walking, talking piece of shit. Jamie goes on to mention that I've been on Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, which is a podcast, political podcast that y'all should check out if you have time, but only if you already listen to Weekly Skews, my political For sure. podcast. Hosted by Ben Kissel, buddy of mine from the last podcast on the left, and she says they do great stuff with Ted Bundy and the like. Then at the uh, – she, she actually said at the very end, use my alias if you read this on air. <laughs> so I already didn't do that. Okay. Sorry. T- sorry. All right. Tenacious J. Thank you. And then P.S. I don't know if this gets me extra pick-me points. I promise it did not. But my brother Jimmy used to work with Trey at the DOE. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Great dude. Love Jimmy. Tell him I said, what's up? Uh, I'll probably see him again. Typically, when we go through Knoxville and stuff, he turns up summers. So, yeah. Do I know Jimmy? Uh, do what? Do I know Jimmy? No. Yeah, but you've probably met him after a show at least mm-hmm. once. But uh, he, he ain't like hanging out on the Bryce level. You know, yeah, rest right, in peace. right, 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 right. Rest in peace, Bryce. Uh, okay, so this is from Lynn Dull, I think. Uh, subject line, Tupac's father. <laughs> Body of the email. Is dying in prison of bone cancer. Source, okay. NPR episode recently. Been denied mandatory parole twice. I can't help. Hope you can. Thank you. <laughs> so... I have no what idea what the two of us are supposed to do about Tupac's dad's I mean, unfortunate legal, legal and medical situation. But, you know, we read it. So if there's any like, I don't know, uh, some sort of lawyer, hitting lawyers that listen to this podcast, please help out Tupac's yeah, please, dad. Please forgive my laughing. And I don't necessarily put it on the level of 9-11 genocide and the plague. But Tupac's dad having cancer don't hit. Um, so I am sorry to hear that. This is, I've got to read this one. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is from Eero K. It says, hi, I was listening to the plague episode and I think I heard the esteemed professor Cho say that the black death didn't hit Sweden, mm-hmm. Poland, or Belgium. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised by those. I was kind of surprised by those. So I had to check literally on Wikipedia. The <laughs> second <laughs> sentence in the article about the black death in Sweden <laughs> reads as follows. Quote, it was a major catastrophe, which was said to have killed a third of the population and Sweden would not fully recover for 300 years. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, here's the deal. Why would I read the Wikipedia page about the Black Death in Sweden when I didn't think that it happened there? Riddle me that. Did you think about that? Mm -mm. All right. And then the last one I got here is from Keith. Dear Corey and Trey, my sons have never heard of either of you, and I'm a big fan. Yeah, that's typical of us. Yeah, that's uh, about so, right. So I, I decided bet his play- dad loves us too. Yeah. So I decided to play a mind game on our recent fancy trip. After 30 years of teaching high school and an entire life as an Italian American, spaghetti. Hey, I always wanted. Mama to- mia. Yeah, that was me who said that. Uh, I was always wanted to step foot on the land my ancestors left over 100 years ago. 
We landed in Naples, which is the exact town from which my poor southern Italian great-grandparents boarded a cargo ship to sail to America. Speaking of which, you should do an episode that profiles how the southern region of other countries are often looked down upon by the north. Side note from me here, it's actually the exact opposite in England, mm-hmm. as we noted when we were over there, because we found that interesting. Anyway, uh, Keith goes on. Anyway, I decided I would introduce the phrases, this hits and this doesn't hit, to various things throughout the trip to see if my sons would pick them up. For example, the gelato we ate in an Amalfi town totally hit. The incredible heat on our hikes didn't hit at all, or was the most unhittingest weather. On and on I went like this. Finally, on day five, I hit pay dirt. We had just finished a taxing hike of over 20,000 steps that finished in Positano at the beautiful Mediterranean Sea. Well, that sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. We were sweaty, hot, and exhausted. Additionally, I had to pay 45 euro to get us on the beach. So I said, paying to use a public beach does not hit. I would agree. doesn't hit. No, don't hit. But when we immersed ourselves in that heavenly water, my oldest son looked at me and said, this water totally hits. To which my youngest <laughs> replied, absolutely hits. Ha, 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 ha. Since this trip, I've heard my youngest, who's 16, use hits, and it makes me smirk every time. Keep up the amazing podcast. I listen to it when I walk, and I'm often seen laughing my ass off throughout the neighborhood. My neighbors probably think I'm insane, but that's only because they don't hit. Sincerely, (laughs) Keith from North Carolina. P.S. As a Spaghetti American, I forgive your Cavalier stereotyping of every Spaghetti American as you do. If we Spaghetti Americans haven't protested Nintendo's Mario, you two are fine. Plus, we all know Italian food totally hits. He said Italian. I said spaghetti every time, just so y'all know. He didn't call himself a Spaghetti American. That was me doing that. But see, we've got permission now. We got permission from the spicy meat to balls to uh, make fun of them. So that's that. That hits. That was tremendous. Don't worry. I got my best friend spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, great email thank y'all so much for all the emails and you can uh send them to us at putting on airs at gmail.com thank y'all for listening to this podcast thank you for subscribing thank you for downloading thank you for telling your friends and if you haven't done any of those things i know you're about to so thanks in advance for that and we appreciate you and we'll see you next time uh skew skew so you love you bye skew